0: You're very welcome to episode two of the Clash Act podcast with myself, Eddie Scally. This is our second episode of 2021 and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Galway and Attenroy Hurler, former Galway and Attenray Hurler, of course, Eugene And Eugene, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Eddie. Uh, great to talk to you, Eugene. Um, over over the last couple of months, I suppose, with lockdown and everything else, we haven't been getting a huge amount of positive news. But one really nice bit of positive news that we got in Kilkenny was your appointment to uh, Greg Ballycallan as their senior hurling manager. Um, an exciting option, or ex- an exciting prospect for you, I should say. Yeah, it's... Um, to the, I'm
1: looking forward to it now. It's, um, I suppose it's... it's um, we kind of got kind of started before Christmas we did a couple of nights in December so I suppose it was a bit of a challenge going into I didn't know any of the players and I suppose from now it was a great it was a great opportunity to get the couple of nights done and even to put a few faces to the names so um, those couple of nights were well worth doing looking back on it looking at it from now do you know because I was only saying today, if you're starting now without having met them, to be a, a lot more difficult.
0: And 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 for a, for stepping into a role like this in a COVID era, and um, like the challenges, you know, logistically anywhere are going to be very tough for you. But just, I, I know you've said you've met some of the players already, and you've maybe had a, a couple of meetings with the lads. But from kind of from here on in, there's two kind of sides to the question I have. Number yeah. one is the the uncertainty of when the championship might start, and, and number two is you know how soon do you hope to get back down and start and start going with the lads?
1: Um, well, I suppose sure. Look, every 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 club in the country is in the same boat. there's uncertainty when there'll be a green light and a date that you can get back training as in small groups or in um, as as a, as a group altogether. Um, But I suppose, at the moment, lads are, I suppose it's going on everywhere. Guys are doing their own bit of work at home and doing it individually and maybe uh, doing, I suppose, the lads in college and they're probably trying to do as much as they can on their own because that's that's all they can do for now. And um, I suppose from feedback from a few of the lads, most of the guys are buying into that and, and are working away. On their own
0: bits, and and for yourself, Eugene, I'd say there's probably, I'd say there's 700 hurling clubs between Atten and Roy and, and Greg Bally and I'd say 699 <laughs> of them would have been delighted to to have you come in in the ranks. How did this come about? I mean, it's 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 a long way from home, really.
1: Um, it's it's uh, it is a, it's it's a it's a couple hours drive down, but i How it came about is I've I've been working with James Rail. Um, the last five years and suppose well, James mentioned it to me last the end of last year when last year's season was over and I suppose we were sure we'd be talking hurling most of, a lot of the time and he hopped it off me and um I suppose then I said I'd uh, i to think about it and then we had another discussion and then he asked me would I come down and have a chat with 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 a few of the guys in the club and I met um I met Dave O'Neill, the chairman, and Adrian Ronan, and and James, and for so there were three, three passionate guys, and um, as I was saying, there were three salesmen, and they, they, they sold it very well. And but you could see they were very the enthusiasm was was um, was very evident, and they were very forward thinking, and so it was. I was excited coming away after meeting the three of them that evening, and. Well, I, I I still had to do a bit of thinking about it with the the travel and that, and um, but I got back to them in a, for the week or two after that and said we would give it a go. So um, that was around November time. So I kind of met the guys um, in in December and we got a few nights done before Christmas. And as I said, they were invaluable. Now you know even people in touch with lads now it's easier when you've when you've actually met them already, do you know. But so it's um that's how it came about really, do you know. I suppose myself and James are are working closely together and um I suppose he started the started the conversation.
0: And Eugene, it would be it'd be remiss of me not to um, talk to you about... Uh, Greg Bally and yourself have a, a little bit of a past. Um, you, you know, you, you did score um, a famous goal in an All-Ireland club final in the last puck of the game, I think it was, in normal time. Um, you, you you buried the ball to the back of the net to bring the game to extra time. But I think... I don't know how it happened and I've, I've tried to look back on the game to see what exactly happened. But it seemed like a, a number of hurdles were dropped and uh, when you went down to pick up a hurl, it was one of the Greg Ballycallan players' hurls Paddy O'Dwyer, you picked his up and rifled the ball to the back of the net. Um, had you any fears, or did you have any thoughts in the back of your mind that at the first training session back down, there'd be a few Ballycallan men looking for the hurl back? Uh, there
1: it was a bit of a flagging about, it, all right. But I suppose a lot of the a lot of the current players were very young at the, back back then in two thousand and one. So. Um but a few of the older guys I got reminded of it alright. But um I suppose the, for the connection with Greg Belly Callan goes back to our, ourselves um in Athenay, we Greg Belly Callan came up to Athenaye in nineteen ninety two if I'm right, if I'm correct, for um the sail in the gale, the under fourteen competition. So this uh, Greg Belly Callan stayed in Athenae, we were hosting them and I suppose that was the start of the Connection with Greg Belly Callan, and um, I suppose then I, I I played a few games with James Ryle in, in college in Galway, and um, I suppose then the the club final then came along in zero one. So there's always been a bit of a link there between Athenry and Greg Belly Callan. So, um, but um, yeah, no, it started at the under fourteen, and I suppose it was ironic then that we we met. It was a lot of the same players, probably um, in the club final in zero one. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was it was strange. How we, we crossed paths again that day, you know, and was probably myself and James then cross. We kind of met up through work again then, and I suppose that's how I am where I am now today.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing, kind of, like, people would never really have uh, kind of associated the link and it going back as far as it has. But, I mean, the GEA is, is is wonderful for bringing these connections together. And I just want to kind of take you back to the beginning yourself, um, kind of, you know, national school into secondary school. You know, hurling it always seemed to have played a very big part of your life. Do you remember, you know, when it all started, you know, back home at the club and Athenry. At, at, at what age do you remember getting involved and, and getting going at
1: yeah, I suppose um, it's hard to put a, what age it started, but I, I always remember my my own father was heavily involved in the the underage in Athenry for years, and he was chairman of the club. And so the earliest memories I have is going to uh, every senior training session with him and poking around on the sideline and behind the goal. And that's all. Uh, from, from from as early as I can remember it was always part of your evenings and weekends. It was always loading up in the car and going off to games and going going into the training sessions and um going to all the underage matches when it was, before you started playing yourself, you know, so it was kind of just always part of life at home and um once you you're old enough then to so go training with the under twelves and under fourteens. Um but yeah, and Joey, my father was principal in the school as well, so it was hurling there was a lot of hurling done in the school as well at lunchtime and after school and so it was constant hurling from as early as they can remember.
0: And and when you progressed into secondary school like I, I always look back at the school's finals um, as particularly I used to look at the football finals a lot uh, you'd find that there were great groundings for, for careers but your own time in, in Athenry vocational school you won you know three All-Ireland titles on the bounce 92, 93 and 94 um, you know you were involved in all three of them teams like you must have been very, very young in in your first um, year um, getting into them.
1: I actually I um I they won three All Irelands uh ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. It was ninety four I came I was only there for the third one. Um I think it was the second year I I um, think I came on as a sub in the third All Ireland, I think it was up in bar against I think it was Rat Downey from Leash so, but the school was very strong at the time, and the vocation schools hurling was was very competitive in Galway. There was Loughrea and Garth and ourselves, and um, it was tough to get out of the Galway championship. And then the All Ireland campaign, then was um, a lot of good teams around the country. So, and um, the vocation school was very strong, but there was, um, I suppose at the time, there was a lot of there was a lot of all the minors at the time going to school in Athenae and I suppose you'd, you'd had a lot of a big catchment area as well so the the hurling was very strong in the school and um you had good guys in the school as well that were were involved in the club and the surrounding club so it was um it was very competitive the school hurling at that time and I suppose it was it was tying in with the club as well. There was hurling in school during the day and then you're hurling in the evening with the club. So it was, again, it was constant hurling right through secondary school as well.
0: And then, Eugene, like, it's it's one of the games, it, it's the game, I don't know if I, I, I know for me it was the one that brought you to light um, that, you know, you for us, you know, we didn't know who Eugene Clunham was when you were 16, you know, going on 17. But the game I always remember um, was the drawn minor All-Ireland final in 96. And... Um against Tipperary. Um uh, you know it was it was an exceptional game um for for a minor final it was one of the most exciting matches I'd ever seen. Um and it finished in a draw on the day but you, you know you 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 were the captain of that Galway minor team and you you know you really led from the front. Um I think it nearly ended up being a shootout at one stage between yourself and the opposition full forward but it was just one of the best games ever. Do you remember you know the build up to that game? Do you remember the game itself very well? Um, I
1: remember the game very well. Yeah, it was uh that was '96, and um, I suppose the semi-final that year we played Kilkenny in the semi-final, and that was it was a lot of I'd say most of that team it was their first day in in, in Dublin in Crow Park, so um, it was a big year for for any minor at that age. It's a huge it's a huge occasion to get to Crow Park for your first match, and um, I suppose then. We we're lucky enough to get over Kilkenny in the semi-final, and then we had the All Ireland final, which is a, you know, it's a massive day out. And um, and uh, yeah, we drew Tipperary the first day, and was um, it was it was a, it was it was tight all through. And then Tip got a got away from us, but we pulled it back and got a draw. And then Tip, I think Tip actually drew the game, but um, it was a bit of a like all All Ireland finals and then the draw, it's a strange strange occasion, a strange feeling I suppose. But um we were probably lucky enough looking back on it we the replay was I think the replay was fixed for Ennis a week later or two weeks later and then it was it was actually put off again until it was um fixed again with the replay of the All Ireland football final between Mead and Mayo so as young lads again, we were delighted to get a, another trip to Dublin and Crow Park. So, but unfortunately, we came out the wrong side in the replay. But um, it was a special year, ninety six. You know, we were getting to Crow Park for the first time and for the first first time on a big stage, which which are counted, you know.
0: Yeah, but like even even with ninety six, you know. It wasn't just, and I can see a hundred percent what you're saying. You know, to be out there in Crow Park and and getting to do it twice. I know, unfortunately, the result wasn't what you wanted, but you did get to play. You know, before two All Ireland finals in front of packed houses. But ninety six was a huge year for yourself as well. I think that was the year you kind of broke into the Atten Roy senior team as well. Um, in the club hurling. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, ninety six was
1: my first year at the at the seniors at home as well. Um, I suppose coming up to '96, the club were, we had won three minors in a row, and the, from the early '90s, the under-21s, the club won five in a row, which was um, which was a great achievement at the time. And I suppose those two groups were coming together, and um, and I suppose that's where I had they had won in '94, and it was put. I suppose with all the underage success, they probably weren't achieving enough at senior level. And I suppose it was those two groups coming together, really. That um, And then we, we got PJ Malai and Pat Nally. He was a Mayo man. He came in and they took over the club in 96, the, the senior team. And... So PJ was with us at the at minor uh, he was over the minor teams that won, and was probably a natural step up to take on the seniors and he wasn't that long finished playing himself. So but when he took over, he was destined to take over that job and um he brought in Pat Nally from Mayo. He was a guard in Aston Rye and he was a he was someone we didn't know but he had a strong football background and so they kinda really got the team going and they went through a lot of Suppose they gave a few of the younger lads a chance and say that was five hundred twenty one teams they were already on the team and I suppose they give three or four of the a to 96 and like we we won the county championship that year and probably got us going for a couple of years you know because we saw an opportunity with a great bunch together and I suppose pJ and Patnelli started the they really started a couple of great years for the club.
0: And and that year in '96, um, with Athy, you won you won the Galway County title. You um, would have played in that, and you subsequently, I think, you you went on to win the All Ireland that year in '96 with Athy. Yeah,
1: we won the county championships. Um, I remember it was very late that year; it was played in. Um, I think it was played the first of December or around then, and um, then we went on we won the Connacht Championship and we actually went to London to Reislip for the quarter final before it was all packed in three weeks before Christmas. And um, I suppose the club championship then was a—it uh, was probably new to all that team. Well, a few guys actually were there back in 87, a few of the older guys, but it was new territory for the club and for all, uh, all the younger lads to the... So the new thing going back, train the first of January, and facing a as not Ireland club semi final in the middle of February, and the possibility of getting to to Crow Park again in on St Patrick's Day. So it was um it was a hectic year ninety six, and I kind of ran into ninety seven then, and we got, we got over the semi final. We beat a, a team from Leash, cameras from Leash, and um. Then we played uh, Wolf Tones from Clare in the final, and suppose that was a massive day for the club to get over. they had gotten to a final previously in '87, and they were beaten by uh, Middleton from Cork. And I suppose ten years later. Then we got back to the the club final again, and it was just a massive occasion that for the club and the you know the parish and supporters and everything. It was just it was, um, it was a special day in '97. Um, I suppose it's, it, it was, it, with, I suppose with, with all the Underage success we had in i you know, the expectations were there and I suppose and you know there was an awful lot of work put in at Underage for a long period of time and I suppose that really came together that year and in 96 when the county championship had been going on in 97 and it it, it, kicked, it kick started for a couple of years you know so it was a massive fear that and well, when you get there you want to get back there you know it's there and you want to get back there as often as you can you know while, while, while the group was together
0: Yeah but like, like looking at 96 uh, Eugene before we kind of press on it 96 into 97 you, you would have been playing a full out championship for Galway getting to a minor all Ireland and then a replay. I think you you broke into the Galway under twenty one team at that stage as well. Um, then you were playing for your club, um, who were going on to to win in All Ireland. Like there must have been barely time for you to to have a shower between training sessions. Like how how do you manage that as a as a seventeen year old?
1: Yeah, it was. It's, it's only when you are looking back on it. It was. suppose uh, well, you, the, you were playing with your own your own age group and. You were playing with the minors of Galway, and your own minor team at home, and um, then I was fortunate to get in with the Galway under 21s that year, and we 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 beat Wexford in the finals in Pearls, I remember. And was so the club was going, the club was going very very well that year as well. So we were, it was just, Tony, when you look back on it, the whole that year was just constant, and as I said, it ran into ninety-seven, but. I suppose looking back, there was no such thing as there was no such thing as talking about being burnt out or tired or anything. That time, you know, it was you trained in school during the day, and if there was training at the club that evening, you went to training at the club. And um, but look, it was it was brilliant to be like it was a very it was great to be getting to the minor final and the under twenty one final and in the county championship at home. Getting to the final and winners like to the to the super year when you look back at it that way as well, you know, and you don't look at all the training sessions when you have a successful year, do you know.
0: It's it's kind of easier to keep the body going when exactly, success yeah. is coming behind it. And um, just just kind of pressing into ninety seven, like in in the club all Ireland final in in ninety six, you scored you scored nine points in that game. In ninety seven, unfortunately, you know, atro. Surrendered the title in ninety seven. They didn't. They didn't retain that title. But when when you returned back to in 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 ninety eight, you were playing in goal and it was in goal with the under twenty one team as well in, in 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 Galway. Like I I I, I, I never knew this. I, I I genuinely didn't know. I knew you would played in goal in an under twenty one All Ireland final, and I allowed maybe that you know it was because of your age or something like that. But obviously, you were quite a good goalkeeper as well.
1: I suppose ninety six the under twenty one team in Galway, um I suppose uh, PJ Malloy was a selector. I was I played in goal for minors with P J when I was fourteen or fifteen, so the first we won the three minors together and I was in goal for the first year and I suppose the, the under twenty one team in ninety six in Galway said the previous the pre- that team when that team was a minor you had um, Kevin Broderick played in goal when he was minor and Alan Kearns played in goal and even Mark Kearns played Mark Alan's brother they, all the goalies at minor they seemed to they were all outfield players as well so when, that, when they came to under 21 they were all playing in the forwards and I suppose at the time there was no goalie as with that team, you know, so PJ asked me would I go to a, I think we played Wexford in a challenge game up in Leash one evening and um, I don't think they had a goalie and PJ called out to the house and he asked me would I go to Leash for the evening so you just, you do whatever PJ asked you did it and grabbed the gear bag and off to Leash and, well then, a week later, they were playing Cork down in in Kilmallock, I think, in Limerick, and he asked me would I go again, and so it kind of happened by accident that there was no actual goalie at that age, at the time, do you know, and I kind of I went along every evening I was asked, and then I was coming up to the we play Cork in an All Ireland semi final down in Ennis, and. Well, we got over that and again we were in a final in in September again so it was it was kind of fortunate how I ended up playing Twenty gone in goal but um again at the time you don't mind your off playing with your county every every second night to the great you know so it was a, it was a hectic summer of 96 it,
0: it, it's it's very funny like last week we spoke to Owen Larkin who <coughs> like yourself will be renowned as an absolutely deadly forward and oh, Owen discussed with us at length uh, well not at length he didn't go into it too much but he played kind of three years in goal and, and the, the, the likeness of both basically Owen played in goal with his club team because he was way too young to be on the team outfield so basically if he went he could play in goal because they needed a goalkeeper and he got a couple of years over and you I, I, I'm not going to say by accident but you know really I, I'm sure there was never an expectation that Eugene Clunan was going to be the future star in the goal for Galway I think your your career was always going to be out the field was it? I think so I think uh, no.
1: I think that's that's under 21 it was there was a lot of luck and a chance that I, I was an opening there and I got a I got a lucky break was well supposed as to get get playing and um but it wasn't. It was I wasn't my intention to stay in goal and um and led. No one else thought that as well as you know, because it's a, it's a very specialized position. And um it's that, but you know, when you're playing outfield up along and it's um i think you have to be a goalie out now to really make a make a, a career out of it
0: and, and you just kind of pushing on um just moving up another kind of year or two like athenroy you know the, the I know the, the the misfortune of not winning the the All club in 97 but you came back in 98 and, and and won your club title in 98 and in 99 again um but this 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 Athenry juggernaut is the only description I can give for it like there was there was a time where Athenry club hurling literally was 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 tearing up the script similar to what's happening with Ballyhale Shamrocks at the moment um it must have been a brilliant time to be involved with the club
1: um, it was it was it was um, as I said Judd the three minor teams that won and the the 521 teams that won so the two of those came together and um, I suppose we were we were used to winning at underage and then suppose for the younger all the younger guys that came in and we won the first year in 96 and um I suppose we got a taste for it and then we kind of saw I the age profile was was good in the team and we had the experience and with the younger lads coming and I suppose we saw an opportunity that and I suppose a lot of it came down to to our management as well like they saw an opportunity to get to max out uh, this group as long as they possibly could and like they drove us very hard and like every year it was to to win the county championship. That was that was the goal every year and um and then there was there was a lot of competition in the in the panel as well for places like those those guys on Galway minor teams and under twenty one teams that couldn't break into the senior team. My own brother Jermuth was full back on the, the Galway under twenty one team and he, he couldn't get break his Break his way into the the club team at the time, you know. But it was just it was very competitive, and um, I suppose '98 proved that we um, we won the, the the senior championship, but our our intermediates also won the intermediate championship the same year. So it just kind of showed uh, we were so lucky to have such a group together, like in our our training games. Like it was all of the fifteen aside training. Training game and we always had numbers and it was just f- a fierce competitive environment and for PJ when I left in ninety he went in with the Galway team in ninety seven and Pat Nally took over as manager and for so Pat put his own he brought his own stamp to the thing and um, like he was a driven man and he was uh, was he his big thing was to get the max out of everyone individually, first of all, and then as a group to get the max out of everyone every year, you know, and like he won six, we won six championships with, with, with Pat, you know, so, and, um, and we, we were looking to, fortunate then to get the three All Ireland in, in that as well. So it was just, it was just a, a competitive group and, there was those um, high competition for places, and like as I said, there was, those was some, some great hurlers that didn't break their way onto that team in their early twenties, you know. And um, now a lot of them bided their time, and when they got the chance, they took it as well, you know. But I think a lot goes down to our management. They just they got the max out of us as long as they possibly could, and. I suppose then when you're winning and successful no one wants to be no one wants to miss out on it and like there was no such thing as missing training that time or like training was was the most important thing every week like and as I said, missing training wasn't a, even an option, like, you know, it was um like I remember playing in under twenty one semi final one year uh, we played Tipperary in Tullamore, There was three of us from the club. On the team, and we were, our seniors are training the following morning. Like and like, there was no question about giving the training a miss or not going to the club training the following day. It was just uh, they got the environment very right, and it was just so important. And it was, um, it was they we were represented more than just. The, we were representing the club, and like Pat Nelly was big into the 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 pride of the parish and the club and the, our supporters and our history. And John, he really bought into that as well, and he ingrained that in us that we were we were representing the club, and it was more than just the team we were playing on. It was he just added a lot more to it, and and um, think a lot, it was it was something that I. It's stuck with me since, like you know, it's still a, it's, they're very important values to have, you know, and um, I think that that was a big part of it. John, you know, lads, lads realise that they're they're fortunate to be on the team and representing a club and then being successful at the same time. So I think we just got a great buy-in from everyone, but it, a lot of it came from management and and then the club itself. Then was. We had a great club club officers at the time, and like everyone was facing the one direction. And and you know, as I always say, when you have a great chance of being successful, in it, when everyone's on the same wave and then heading the one direction. So um, yeah, it was a it was a fantastic couple of years,
0: you know. And Eugene, it's 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 just something that I I, I kind of sense you touching on, and I, I I I'll give it to you from two angles, um, like. My own club won a Leinster title a number of years ago in the football, Gary Castle. And I remember Desi Dolan being grabbed at the full-time whistle by um, one of the RTE commentators at the game, pulled him aside and said to him, how does this compare to winning the Leinster title with Westmead two years previous? And Desi kind of looked at him and said, there is no comparison. This this is everything. Now, he wasn't insulting or, or, or saying winning a Leinster title with Westmead Mead wasn't hugely important to him but what he was saying was the pride of winning a title with his club meant more to him as in these are the people that will be at his wedding his christening his funeral um, like for, for you like you, you've, you've played at both sides of it would would, would you say your achievements with Athen Rye or your drive with Athen Roy would have always been to the fore in your own psyche
1: um, I, I don't think so. I think when you're involved with a group you're you fully throw your lot in with the group and um, now it's very different. It's a different environment playing with your county and playing with your club and as you said Eddie your club lads are your neighbours and your friends and they'll be always around and you'll meet them on the road and meet them at, at games when you go to it. And but it's 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 a hard one to. It's a hard one to say one is more important than the other, but it, they're just so different, you know. And like the club is always, it's always special because it's, it's from, it's where you're from and where, where you've started. Started it when you're a young lad growing up, you know. But um, I don't. I would. It's it's a hard one to compare because um, like it's it's. The county environment—you're playing with lads from different clubs, and and you know are playing against them in club games, and it's just a completely different environment. And you know, it's it's—I suppose the club is special because it's it's probably it's you know it's more personal, I suppose, the club thing to a point. You know, and um, like you're playing. Underage, under 14 with guys and, you know, if you're lucky enough then you're playing in a county championship final with them and if you're lucky enough to play in an All-Ireland Club final with them and and, you know, you're you're with them all along and, you know, county guy, when you're on a county panel, you might be only playing with those guys for seven, eight, ten years if you're lucky, you know, and then when it, when that's over, you go your separate ways and you might keep in touch with some lads, but the majority of the time, you don't meet those guys again on a maybe at a game or on the street, you know. So it's it's very hard to compare the two, or which is more important. But like when you're in with the county team, you want to do your best to win and try and get over the line as well, as you know. So it's, it's very hard to compare. It's, but um, but the club is different than the club championship. I suppose well, the club championship brings um, it probably brings more. Say the your parish together and bring all the supporters, kinda jump on the jump on the journey as well and you know, you kinda know all the supporters, you know, at the county you wouldn't know all the supporters and I suppose that's that's the special side of it for me, that your club supporters, you know you nearly know them all, you know, you know them all by by first name and you, you'll have a conversation with them all if you meet them but that's full the big difference I see is that you, everyone local gets on the on the journey with the club and uh, it's um but they're very different, Eddie No. They're they're very different.
0: No, I, I, I totally appreciate that. Um there's there's two other things that I want to go on to before I just want I, like I want to discuss um, just just at length and on another side of it. But it's I don't know if you've ever looked at this or, or and, and I I am just shooting from the hip here. I could be totally off the mark here. But at the moment in Kilkenny, Ballyhale as a club or dominance in the All Ireland series and and they're you know they're they're going extremely well and they're representing the county brilliantly and and winning All Ireland titles and if you look back at the period when Athlone Rye were doing the same um, and winning All Ireland titles and I even think a few years ago there was a club in Limerick were doing it the one thing i've noticed is the county teams aren't winning the All Irelands um at the same time and i i i don't know is there is there a reason for it like does a long a long Championship campaign for a club team with, you know, take an Athenry or a Ballyhale Shamrocks that may have five or six players involved with the senior panel for the county when they have a a county championship, so they play the All-Ireland series with their their county team first and and maybe get to, say, an All-Ireland semi-final or final and straight away they go into their own club championships then and if they get on well in the club championship, then they're gone straight into the club championship All-Ireland series and next thing you know, if they're in an All-Ireland final, in your time, you're now into March, so the National League has started for the county but you're still preparing for a club All-Ireland final and does it does it affect does it affect the county team not having the club players? If it, do you know what I mean? Do, do they miss a bit of the preseason and also the journey, the miles that you're putting up on the clock throughout the year? Like they have to give somewhere, and I just wonder: is would you think there is a link with club teams being hugely successful and, and the county team m- maybe at the detriment of the county a little bit? Uh,
1: it may be a small factor. Um, I suppose. What I found back in the day do you know you're, you get to if you're lucky enough to get to St. Patrick's Day in March and as you said the league has probably started by then and the pre-season with the county team and do you know you're, you're totally engrossed in the in the club championship the semi-final in February and hopefully getting to the final and you're you know, you're building yourself up for that up to March is the pinnacle of that and I suppose it takes I found it it probably takes a while to get come back down again and 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 get mentally get get ready to start building up again for the championship with your with your county but um, I suppose it may, even physically I suppose you know guys probably do need a need a break after the club championship but I, I, I don't think it's a big a factor as as it's i would say it's a coincidence more than anything, you know, at yeah. the moment that but um, I suppose I think nowadays the training is so the training has improved so much and it's Joe you know, guys are kinda of, there's a lot of individual training like and no one has been pushed too hard if they're if they don't need it, you know, and I, I just think don't I suppose mentally more than anything it might be a, an issue that Joe you know, guys are building, building up all the time, right up to march and winning in all Ireland with your club. And I suppose it mentally probably takes a, a while again to get to dust yourself down again and, and get get your head going again and get get into the into the rhythm of it again and building up toward the a championship with the county, whether Leinster championship or Munster championship or whatever, you know. So it probably does take a toll mentally. More
0: than anything, you know, and 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 yourself, Eugene. Like w- with your club, you know, you had a club career spanning from nineteen ninety six to two thousand and eight, um, and 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 with the county, it was you know ninety seven to two thousand and eight, roughly, among the same times. But the, the probably the standout year for you with the county, you know again I'm speaking from the outside looking in I, I, I'm putting words in your mouth so for for us statistically the the, the year that would have stood out more than any was 2001 um, you had a remarkable year in that year you, you won an all-star I think you finished the, the the season with you know a personal tally of something in the region of 5 goals and 25 points or 26 points in that year and just came up a little bit short in an all-Ireland final um, like I don't remember in 2001, Galway going into that championship as kind of as kind of favourites, if you know what I mean. I think, and I don't mean that disrespectfully to Galway, but it would have been kind of expected, you know, Tipperary, uh, Kilkenny, you know, were, were, were kind of standout teams that were expected to go. Like, do, do you remember that year? Like, it w- was it a year where you felt, you know, everything was bouncing right for you?
1: Yeah, I suppose it was. Uh, again, it was a hectic year because the club championship went into... It was actually played in in April that year. Foot and mouth delayed it a month. It was played on Easter, Easter Sunday, or Easter Monday. But um, I suppose go back a year in two thousand, um, we beat Tip in a quarter final and Kilkenny beat it in a semi final. Um, I remember DJ got a goal at the the last couple of minutes uh, which put it to bed. But it, we were close, I thought, against Kilkenny in two thousand. Um, I suppose in the 2001, then Noel Lane took over as manager, and and he brought Mike McNamara from Clare, who had been very successful with the Clare team. And um, he came up and trained us. And I suppose it was a new new setup and there was new energy in it. And um, I suppose we we um, we were we we knew we were. We were close enough in 2000 and I suppose 2001 then I suppose with the new energy from the new management we just we got going well again and um, Mike Mack was very good that year he does, he was building up all all, all year for the the championship um, and I think we played Derry in a quarter final and then we had Kilkenny in a semi-final and I suppose getting over to be to be Kilkenny any is is a massive thing, do you know, and to get over the line that day was 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 huge for us, and um. So the final didn't go well for that at all, really, do you know, um. But it, it was, full, so, you know, again when you're in when when you're when you're in that in that bubble and you're you get to a semi final and get to a final and it's it's just it's a massive disappointment when you don't get over the line, so. It's um looking back on that year it was it started a great year with the club but I was I was very disappointed for the, with the finish how it finished up, you know, like it, it's hard to get to all Irelands and it's, you know, even to get over a semi final against Kilkenny is a massive thing for, for us in Galway at the time and and um to come up short in the final then against a tip team who were probably young enough as well and new new to the They hadn't been in Ireland for a while, and um, well, they were just probably just better, a bit better than on the day, you know. But it was it was a disappointing finish to a year that starts with Wales, you know.
0: Yeah, and you picked up a deserved All Star in the year, which I know from talking to most people, they kind of look at the All Stars. It's a it's a really nice personal recognition but you know I'm sure you'd, you'd you'd throw the all-star in the bin if you, if you could write it and get an All-Ireland, the All-Ireland medal instead but it still is nice to be recognised for the year that you had it was it was a, you know there was no one without question I'd say you were you know you were one of three for her the year as well so I mean I know it didn't end as well as you would have liked but it's still to look back now when you've retired it must be a year you look back on take the final aside but a year that you you know you had a very good year
1: You'd look back. I suppose the all stars and those individual things are grand, but as everyone says, you'd give them all away to win an Ireland medal with your, with your county, you know. And um, it's and it's. I suppose when you when you look back at it now, it's it's grand to get to the final and that. But it's it's, it's you know when you get to an Ireland final, there's only one thing and it's to win the thing, you know. And it's. Um, suppose it's hard to explain that. But as a player, it's, it's 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 hard to look back on a year when you get to a final and get to that height, and then to come up short, it's it's very disappointing, you know. And suppose um, it stays with you forever, really, you know, because you know, Galway don't get to a lot of finals, and it's um it's 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 hard to look back on those years when you when you get so close and 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 don't get over the line, you know. Is, um, because at that level, it's high stakes and there's a, there's a lot on the line. And but is uh, still on it. One team can come out and top, do you know.
0: So. And 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 Eugene, you know, you know, y- your career continued, you know, to 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 propel it uh, very well with the club and and also with the county. But I'm going to skip on a few years, and it's 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 something I always look at and I always wonder. And I know. History says that you know it was recurring injuries and stuff, but your retirement came you know at a very relatively young age. Uh, I think you were you hadn't reached thirty. Yet. I think you were twenty nine when when you officially um, pulled the choke. Um, do, do you remember that final season playing? Or you know was there was it? A sp- I know it says if you look it up, it'll say Eugene Clunan had you know recurring niggly injuries, but I'm sure. There, there, there must have been a bit in this. It's not something that you stopped because you had a sore ankle, you know. Um, like you, you, it it ended very soon. Um, do you do you remember? Obviously, you do remember. But what exactly was wrong at the time?
1: Um, I suppose that was zero eight. I finished up. Um, so I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of a lot of trouble with my back for as long as I could remember, you know, and. Um, I suppose at the time when I started um I suppose the training so at that time it was there was an awful lot of heavy training done and so I I comparing it now when you say looking back from today there's like there's excellent training out there now, there's excellent strength and conditioning work and there's a lot of individual work, you know, and I think I, I I suppose when I started it was the late, mid-90s, late-90s, and it was all heavy training. And so it was from back then, I can remember struggling with the back and being constantly sore training and sore after games and that. And um, and I seem to be constantly trying to get ready for training and get ready for matches and trying to get the body right. And so you'd play a game and then you'd be cracked for a couple of days and um, I suppose coming to the end then in 90, or 2000, sorry, 2007 or 2008 um, I suppose the, the fun was going out for me because uh, I seemed to be constantly going to physios and getting rubs and just to train and I could train tonight and you'd be sore tomorrow for a day or two and um and to be honest, Eddie, when, when I did say that was it, I was nearly relieved to be finished with it because it was, it was, you were in constant, you were constantly sore from training and sore after training, after games. And like, I just wasn't enjoying, I was like, I loved training, I loved going down to the pitch. And, but I, I just, it was the following day I was. Dreading every time, and like you'd play a game on a Sunday, and you'd be, so you'd be in bits on Monday and Tuesday, and you'd try and get ready to train again on the Thursday, maybe, and train on the or play a game on the following weekend again. And it was just constant, I just couldn't do it with a bit of peace of mind and not be worried and, about the injury all the time. And um, but I suppose well, the biggest regret I have is looking back now I was training and playing when I probably shouldn't have been, you know, and um I suppose I did a lot of damage by doing that thing looking back on it now, you know, you played when you're you weren't fit to play but you'd get through a game somehow and I suppose you paid the price for a few a few days afterwards and um but I suppose another big regret is that say, I finished with the county in 0-8, and I finished with the club the same year, you know, I just said, that was that's it now, and I was always hoping that when you, know, when you finish finish up with the county that you'd have a couple of years where you could go back to the club and you could kind of taper the training to suit yourself and it wouldn't be as, like, the county training as, like, that was gone to another level by then and I was struggling to even survive at that, you know, And but I was just, I, I suppose the, the biggest regret is that I couldn't have into a couple of years with the, playing with the club only, where you could mind yourself a bit better and look after the body a bit more. Do you know, it was, and there wouldn't be as much pressure to train as as constant like the, with everyone else. Do you know, so that that was probably the biggest regret, as well as playing when you when you shouldn't have been playing. You know.
0: Yeah, and we've like, we, we've been lucky in in Kilkenny in the last number of years that we've been. I suppose we've been all lucky with the retirements that have came, but it's it's the point you make, and and I and I said this, you know, speaking to some of the players that have, have announced their retirements. But the player that springs to mind most, the one, it was the one moment I can think in the last couple of years, I I got a serious kick out of a game that I had nothing to do with, and um, and it was it was Tullerone winning their their county title, and Tommy Welch, who's you know an absolute god in Kilkenny and a, and a well deserved you know star at Kilkenny hurling. But you know he was very lucky in the sense that he did have the opportunity to give another couple of years to his club, and um, with that in the engine, and the end went on and won an intermediate All Ireland title as well. And I can see how, for yourself, I'm sure you know you would have always wished that at you know if I'm retired at 29, that at 30 or 31 or 32. You know, I might kick on with Athan Roy and maybe, you know, get one swan song at Crow Park and and, and finish on that note. I, I, I presume that was something you'd always dreamed would happen.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, that, that was always in my head, you know, and I was I was all, I was nearly looking forward to that that you'd have that couple of years with the club and you could you could manage the injuries better and have would be more time and there'd be more patience, I suppose, with you. That you could take a break and maybe do individual training and mind the body a bit better, but that was, yeah, it was. I was very disappointed with that when the time came because I knew, I knew I would, I just couldn't go on with the job either, and that's why. I suppose when you you mentioned Tommy Walsh there and I'd, I was from the Greg Belly Callum point of view. Uh, James James Riley got a few. Uh, he, he's only finished up last year, you know, and he got a few mighty years with the club after he finished with the county, you know, and as the line, it, it had both guys do, you know, but it was it was a bit of a shock to me because were, all training was finished, all involvement was finished, the same, the same. Years, you know, you're just finished club county the whole lot, you know. So, it was a shock to the the head more than anything. You know that there's no training to go out anymore, and there's no, you know. But um, but the 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 guys that get a couple of years and give give the give a couple of great years to the club after they finish with the county, it's it, it's brilliant for them. And um, and you know some of them get great days with the club after the county. And as you said, they're the there's always a, if they're lucky enough to get one more day in the sun, like I'm, I'm sure they, they value it as much as anything they've won previous to that, you know.
0: And, and Eugene, before we kind of dip into the management side of things, it, it's, I'm just going to pick up on one of the things that you've said. Like, 2008, you went from being a person that was probably training five nights a week, uh, playing matches at weekends, heavily involved with your club, heavily involved with your county, to literally bang. Nothing. Now you know I've 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 been lucky enough to meet you and I've I've seen you. Like I, I remember saying to my lads, I reckon this guy could still do a job at full forward for us in the club. Um, you're 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 obviously in very good nick. You keep yourself well. But initially, when you stopped first, like I I just can't visualise you lying on the couch eating cheesy poofs on a Saturday morning watching Saturday sport. It doesn't. You don't strike me as that type of person. Like what happened? In 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 the next year or so, how what did you do? What because I'm sure your mind was ready to snap, not being able to go and hurl and go and play.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, I suppose when you mentioned the coach there, I remember the year or the, the day or the week I called everything called it called it a day and everything. I was on the sitting down one evening and I said, where? Like for years, you'd be you'd be either training or you'd be going to physio, or you'd be doing something every evening, hurling related, kind of, but at least six days a week you'd be doing something, you know, whether it's to get right for training the following night or something, but I remember, was a, it was a big shock to the system that, right, where am I going next week or there's no training tomorrow night to go to or there's no physio, or there's no gym to go to and um, I thought that, it was a, it was a, Massive, a massive change and a massive shock to the the head more than Anthem, you know. But I suppose I, I I said, sure, this is this is the way it is, and um, I'd say a couple of months after that, our our own um, our senior manager and at the time Billy Caulfield was his, um, he was a, an ex-player. He was a good friend of mine. He called to the house one evening and. Um, we we're chatting away, and um, he didn't ask me would I would I do a train training session with him. He was still over our seniors, and he said, "Would you do not night night with me?" And and I I said, "Sure, I'll think about it." You know, and then I said, "Yes, I will do it." And I went in, I went in a couple of evenings, and I I enjoyed it. I got a bit of a kick out of it, and. I suppose it was more just to be still meeting the lads and going to the pitch once a week was even a bonus when you're when you're out of it, you know. And I suppose I'd be I'd be very grateful to Billy that he did ask me would I help out that year, and um, I suppose I did that for a couple of months, and it probably it probably helped me get over the shock of the finishing up everything all of a sudden, you know. So, um. That kind of got me, got me, got me going again a bit, you know. And um, I, I, en- I really enjoyed going down to, with doing the training for him and giving him a hand, you know. So um, I was very lucky you now because um, I know a lot of guys they probably finish up and they don't get that chance, and, and you know, some guys probably don't want to. But guys that are guys, they're still very eager to be involved mightn't um, get that opportunity, so I was very lucky that Billy knocked on the door that evening, and um, I suppose I, uh, I got a good kick out of it, and I, I really I I just felt comfortable doing it, you know. So, but um, that that was that was a big help for me that year.
0: And 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 Eugene, a couple of years on from that, then Anthony Cunningham comes in as the the Galway senior hurling manager, and um, I think. 2014, am I right in saying it was 2014 um, that Anthony brought you into his backroom team? Is that right? Yeah,
1: 2014. Um, yeah, no, I'd done a bit with the... I'd done a bit with the Galway under-14s, under-15s, I think it was under-17s so the development squad and um, I did a bit with the Galway intermediates for a year or two and... I suppose the, all those things happened again when you're you, I was asked and I'd, I suppose you're filling the filling the void of not being training yourself and I was really I was I I got a I just felt very comfortable doing it and I got a good I suppose kicked myself out of it, you know, and I still had the energy and the enthusiasm to be going to the pitch a couple of days a week and um yeah I I got a call from Anthony and Late 13 and I was surprised because I hadn't known Anthony that well, you know. But um, I met him a couple of times, and we got going. um, That December thirteen or November thirteen, we got started, and um, he brought in a new management team for thirteen or for fourteen and fifteen, and um, yeah, to look at was a massive opportunity and to the one you wouldn't you couldn't turn down and um, it was it, again it's something I it was a big massive massive challenge but I it's something I I look for I was looking forward to getting started and I I felt comfortable doing it and um, to the massive experience you know
0: and and, and the year itself um, I, I always remember the I think it was the Leinster semi-final Kilkenny and Galway the drawing game in Crow Park Um like, that must have been a kind of a heart-stopping game. It was that, wasn't it? It was the... It
1: was in Tullamore.
0: Tullamore. Tullamore um, the, that day, that must have been, like, a heart-stopping game to be involved in. I know on the line it's, it's it's not the same as being in the match, but it must have been an insane game to be on the line for. Yeah,
1: that game was in Tullamore. We played Kikini in 0-14. Zero, zero um, yeah. yeah, it was a massive game and it was... Like the first, the drawing game was was point for point, and it was like Tullamore more a tight enough field, and it was very it was a massive physical game. I remember, and um, I think Canning got a point to, to go all the way ahead, and then Sheffield got on to equalise, or vice versa. I forget, um, but it was, it was a massive game to be to be involved in, and it was coming away from that. You're looking back now. Um, like facing Kikini in a replay is never, never simple. So it was um, Kilkenny won well in the replay, and I suppose the unfortunate thing about that year was that um, we had those two games, and and then we had to play a tip the following Sunday again. So you had three, you had three massive games in in in, um, in two weeks, really, you know. And I think a lot of our guys for the third the third game against Tips after the two Kikini games they were in they were well battered for the for the for the Tip match and that took us all big time that day in the last, the last 10 or 15 minutes of that game I think we lost a few lads with injuries and lads just ran out of I out
0: of steam, you know. So, but it was those two Kikini games were, were massive games to be involved in. And and, and Eugene, you know, as we're, we're kind of coming to the, the the end of this little chat, and, and I really appreciate the, the the time you've given us here this afternoon. But the, the two questions that I, I kind of really and and as honest as you can answer them. Um, when you talked out with Galway, say, or even maybe it was with Atten Rye, but specifically more so with Galway, was there was there any player? That you might have ended up meeting in club games then in county games then in colleges games Is you, you know was there players that you, you just looking back on your career that you absolutely hated being marked by or you know that would drive you mad on the field and, and and also in the same breath was there games I know you, I, I, I know you won't say to me I remember playing a match against somebody and I thought he was brilliant uh, to watch because that wouldn't say a whole lot about your own performance but Kind of looking back in your career, is there another any player that you played against or with that stands out to you as, you know, one that you'd say, you know, that's probably the greatest person I've shared a pitch with, as a, whether it's a teammate or a competitor.
1: Um, gee, that's a difficult question because at a county level, every guy you come up against is, is a, a serious operator, do you know. But um, I suppose at the time, John, you know, you're American. I suppose it's different to nowadays. You're you're kind of more directly marking a, a, a fullbacker for the day, do you know. And um, I suppose at the time I came up against it was Clare fullbacks and Cork fullbacks and Tip fullbacks. But um, I suppose one guy I always found very difficult to mark and um, it was it was Noel Hickey from from and um, I just thought he was he was he was just a a brilliant defender you know and um, I guess I found it very hard to get Anton off and all any time I marked him and um, and like even you know even you'd always when you'd be watching watching Bikini against someone else you'd just you'd have to even though you'd be you could be facing him the following year again but he's a lad you'd always admired the way he the way he defended and he's uh, John, there was no nonsense with him he was he was just a brilliant full back and a safe full back and um I don't think very few got very little change off him over the years, you know, if if you really looked at it. So um, just he, he was he would be one defender I I'd, I'd I'd have admired over the years, you know, and I won't say I was lucky enough to mark him but um <laughs> but uh, no he was he was he was one standout guy I'd I'd um he'd always You'd always admire and sure you'd you'd hate marking him, but you, you'd have to admire him. Like
0: and you'd enjoy you'd enjoy your score more often than 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 well, than, than, than others. If
1: you're you lucky enough to get one, you'd, you'd you'd enjoy it, yeah. And he was no, he was a special was a special defender.
0: And 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 to share a pitch with whether you played with them or against them, you know, is there is there a hurler you look back on and say, you know, that guy probably had it all.
1: Um, I so suppose again at county level does. <clears> so many lads you could you could uh, you could talk about. Um I suppose I probably didn't I might have played maybe I don't know if I play against him, maybe a league game or something, but I suppose T J has been phenomenal for for Cloban County for so long, you know, and um supposedly the player even watching him like he can he can he can you know, even when team, when his team isn't isn't motor well, TJ will catch a puck out. He will do something to steady the ship or get a win a free or get a great score. Do you know, he's. I think he's 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 one guy. You know, you'd I'd go to see and you'd 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 watch all day. You know, and um, oh, you know, we could end up facing him this year with Greg Belly Callan, but. Um, but no, he's he's been a special player, and he's um, like his his consistency is, is second to none, you know. And his like his performance in the club final last year in against um, against Boris Ali, I thought was was brilliant, you know. He got some some of his best scores that day that I that I've seen him, you know. So he's um, he's he's a special player as well, you know. No, he's he's
0: definitely one you'd admire and Eugene b- before we finish up you know obviously you're, you're stepping in to, to the role with Greg Bally Callan I, I just wonder just in your own opinion I know we'd spoken a little bit earlier today but it's it's something that, that I've seen come up quite a bit I, I spoke to a, a player from the the 90s you know he was in his peak in the 90s and, and, and he said to me that a free taker scoring a point from the half a line would be a phenomenal feat you know and um, Whereas now we're looking at free takers putting balls over from their own sixty-five, um, and not only putting them over from their own sixty-five, but the expectation from the crowd. Like you were a free taker with 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 Galway and with Roy like your range at free taking in your prime. Where was where was where was the line where you said right? That's too far for me to hit this free.
1: Um, it's a hard one. To, hard to know exactly, but um. I suppose I suppose a big reason for that is the the condition guys are in now is like they're they're phenomenal athletes now and their their strength and conditioning work is, is excellent. That's available now for them and I think that has a lot to do with the their strength and their their power when they're striking, you know, and um I think that has an awful lot to do with it and and I, I think I think the as far as the I don't know if, I'm not I wouldn't say for sure, but I don't know if the Schlitter got lighter. I I'm not hundred percent sure on that one. It probably has and uh, that's probably a small factor, but I still think it's down to the the work the lads how physically strong they are now and but like is it their, is it something
0: Yeah, but Eugene like the I don't know if the ball has gotten... I think if you talk to somebody that played hurling in the 60s and 70s and, and you're to listen to them, they'll tell you they were whacking lead weights around the field. It, you know, they, they'll tell you that the ball was a stone weight. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure the, the physique of the players has, has increased in the whole lot. But I, I I just wonder what your own opinion is on it. It's It's just... Are we at a point now where the ball... If the ball isn't too light and the player's conditioning is getting too good, is it time maybe to look at um, increasing the weight of the ball t- t- to bring on the skill of the game a little bit more? Like, I mean, you know, players, like, I, I think midfielders are nearly gone out of the game a little bit and I-, I don't mean that knocking any midfielders for any teams in the country, but the ball seems to just travel so far, like a keeper's puck out. The puck out's an integral part of the game. If the keeper goes with a short puck out, the corner, f- the corner back is nearly landing it into the full forward line. Um you know, it's it's. It, I just wonder, what do you think yourself? Is it is it something that the GEA need to look at? Like this year's All Ireland final between Limerick and Waterford, as a spectacle. Like I'm sure you watched the game. It, 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 maybe I I don't know. Maybe this is just me. I just I didn't really love the game, and it it wasn't you know. Obviously, I I always felt Limerick were, just had too much, and they were going to win. But it was just the fact that Limerick didn't want to score goals. It's not maybe. The, that's the wrong thing to say they didn't want to score goals, but they were scoring points from, from huge distances. And it's just, for the excitement, it's the goal action that we want. Um, what was your own take when you watched the All Ireland final yourself?
1: Um, yeah, it's. No, I suppose, like every sport has changed over the years. You know, the rugby has changed, the Gaelic football has changed, the hurling has changed. Um, and I don't think it's anything you can. You can't say we'll go back to the way it was, or go back the way it was ten years ago, or twenty years ago. Do you know, but I, I still think, I think, still think the skill level is is the key to it. like you can be the fittest team in Ireland. You can have all the strength and condition done, and that's a given nowadays that, that, that guys have to be in shape. But, but the skill levels are still massively high, do you know. And I think that like this the long scores and that like that's not something lads just do on the day like there's that's a massive skill in itself do you know and i know the goals might be heightened teams can win matches with scoring up on 30 points nowadays do you know but i still think the, there's there's still massive skill in the game and and do you know the the real t- skillful players still come out on top do you know whether it's Hurling or rugby or Gaelic football Do you know the, and I'd always emphasise that that like once the the skill level doesn't go out of it I don't think the skill level has gone out of Hurling you know it might be different with all the movement and the man to man marking mightn't be as mightn't be the same as it was but, but the skill levels I think are I think they've gone up a level because it's so fast now and guys have to like you haven't a second on the ball now, do you know, and um and I still think i I don't think the game is worse today, I think it's just it's changed it's evolved, and like all sports, and I'd never say I'd never do something to stop it evolving, do you know, and like um, you can't say well it should be as i said you, you can't say Hurling has to go back the way it was ten or fifteen years ago, do you know it's changed, and it will be. It'll it'll change again in another ten years. You know it'll keep changing, and there'll be different. There'll be all different game plans used and different tactics used. But the skill in hurling will never go. You know, and I'd always emphasise that lads that, that like you can be as fit and strong and all that, but your skill will still come out on top. You know, and that's in all sports, in my opinion. You know, and um, more so in hurling, I think, because there's so many skills and and I think you know there's an awful lot of, I think there's an awful lot of work being put in at skills and nowadays you know like the guys are super fit super fast and like they're, they've they only split seconds to perform skills and to to deliver a perfect ball into a lad's hand 30 yards away and you know your touch has to be spot on nowadays and but I, I don't think Hurling is any worse and I think it's just people have to except things change and things get better and uh, sport changes and, and, and Hurling is no different than, as I said, the rugby or Gaelic football has changed a lot over the years and Hurling is no different and it will continue to change, you know. But the skill in Hurling will always be, we should always be top of the list and um, and it, and it is, I think the skill level today is, is, is exceptional, you know, as well as as the... The fitness and the movement and the strength and conditioning, the skill level is still is still is still up there at the top. Do you know,
0: no, a hundred percent, Eugene. Thanks a million for your for your time this, this evening, this afternoon, uh, on on the Clash Act podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to kind of look back on on your career. I can honestly say, as a, as a person that would have always enjoyed watching the Galway hurlers and and Nathan Roy during your era, you you were an absolute joy to watch uh, watch you play. And I really am looking forward to seeing. You uh, prowling the lines down here in Kilkenny with Greg Ballycallan when we when we all get going again and from everybody here we wish you the very very best of luck in this year's championship with Greg Ballycallan I hope it'll be a, an exciting year for you and hopefully Greg Ballycallan will have a great year with you. That's
1: great Eddie thanks very much.
0: That's brilliant that was of course Eugene Clunan joining me this week on the Clash Act podcast and I look forward to speaking to you all again very soon.